0: to No Direction Beyond, your Starfinder news, reviews, and interviews podcast. I'm Alexander Agunas, No Direction Network's Everyman Gamer, and as always, I'm joined by two of the galaxy's most intrepid Starfinders. I'm James. I used to write Code Switch.
1: I'm Dustin. I write Fox's Cunning.
0: And today, we have a special guest, uh, our fan favorite guest on the show. Uh, we have a lot of people that are awesome and amazing, but few of them are quite the personality as today's guest. Oh my gosh. Is that from The Rock Grind?
2: No, no, no. It's a Nurgle, Lester, smaller top, a Nurgle demon.
0: Uh, well, uh, our very own Nurgle demon extraordinaire, Thurston Hellman. Hello. There we go. Yeah, we're actually going to talk
2: about Warhammer 40,000 for the next hour. Welcome. I hope you're he... all ready to learn uh, are... about the Horus heresy Did, did here, you see the cards? <laughs> did you see the magic cards for them? <laughs> So good, so good. I'm, I'm actually going to be in, like, a thing where I, uh, like, like learn magic, having not played since, like, Ravnica, <laughs> original Ravnica, um, with those cards. Yeah, I we're off the rails already. They should not I, drop me on, everybody.
0: I think <laughs> what we need is we need uh, Dustin to bring you on as a special guest for his Booster Bestiary show, and you could just make a, a set of those as, like, a Starfinder card, like, Starfinder uh, stats, right? right? Yeah, yeah, we'll just crack oh, Warhammer
1: right, packs, right, turn them right, into right, Starfinder right. monsters. It'll be great
0: it'll be yeah. great and then but the entire magic and then, and then the entire time Thirsty can just you know have a nice big tankard of whatever it is they serve in the Empire it's just tears right it's just tears probably
2: <laughs> so, it's only um, a little bit of orphan tear in there too you know So the
0: real, <laughs> the real reason we brought Thirsty onto the show uh, besides his charm and rugged good looks is the fact that he's had a title upgrade is yeah. that correct no. no, you were no, wrong. No. Uh, get out! <laughs> I wanted to get in here.
1: No, no, I have yes. Uh,
2: I am. I am now. Uh, I've been uh, promoted at Paizo to the title of Managing Creative Director for the Storm.
0: Oh, God bless you. And you that's... take the you take the big hits, so none of us have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I
2: mean, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, I'm actually quite excited about this. I've been in the role for oh gosh, several weeks now. um, Yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, taking over, uh, like a a couple seats that we've had vacant for a while, uh, in particular Mm -hmm. uh, for people who've been following Starfinder for a while. We haven't really had the role of a creative director since Rob McCreary left. Um we'd sort of um been been figuring out how that role would work. And similarly mm-hmm. we we recently lost Jason Keeley, our manager who went on to uh different pastures. Um and so we had like a manager position and a creative director position that we're missing. But like Starfinder is a smaller, more agile team. Uh so it was kind of decided like, eh, we don't necessarily need someone like like in both of those positions respectively uh so that was decided to combine them together and like I, I come from a corporate background where i had management experience in fact i'm one of like one of a few people at paizo who's had some like external management experience and so mm-hmm. after like fighting my way through through organized play and then digital <laughs> adventures and then various other special projects i threw my hat in the, the ring for this being someone who's kind of like Kind of one of the the old salts of Starfinder who was there since the, the game launched, albeit in, like, the background of some things uh, with organized play. And, like, I wrote the environment section of the core rulebook. Whoa. Whoa. Um, whoa! But, like, I've, I've been involved with Starfinder heavily since, like, shepherding Starfinder Society for its, like, first four years um and then going into a variety of uh other miscellaneous projects in the company in fairly short order so yeah um that's my position now
0: well it certainly sounds like your new position puts the director in creative director uh
2: uh yes yes yeah uh that's one thing i am like very um I I feel that like for a brand to succeed there has to be a like coherent vision there have to be plans and that is something that I'm really like setting in place and making sure that we going forward are going to bring the best best brand that we can to the public Um, but also making sure that you know our our content works Um, one thing that is kind of uh, anyone who knows my, my work I tend to like seeding things early on having a garden approach of like putting some little little tidbits in into a product and then maybe a couple products down the line we toss some water on that and they grow and people are like wow they had a plan the whole time um (laughs) that that is that is sort of the approach i take and it is something that i know a lot of people on the current team are passionate about uh, following up on so that's kind of like my my core philosophy is i want starfinder to be a brand that not only is like a cool game and a fun game that you can pick up and play with friends but something that you can as a player as a gm get invested in um one of the things that i am like Again, firm believer of is that we buy these books, but we want to fall into these books. We want to, you know, we want to make sure that when we're, we're creating these, we aren't just creating them as like one and done sort of mm-hmm. like how you get a subscription and you go ahead with it. Uh, here's this AP line. And if you don't particularly like this AP, well, tough tatas for you for a while next three to six months keep, like this is your life um <laughs> i want to make sure that we have more stuff for everyone and we're starting to even see that now with some of the changes which obviously were in play before my title change had happened but we're, we're starting to see that with like changes to how adventure paths are going to work for a bit on the on the starfinder side so
0: yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about that? We heard some news from Eric yeah. at Gen Con, but it wasn't really like extrapolated a whole lot, so give us the juicy tidbits. Yeah, see. um yeah.
2: okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna like preface this with the like immediately there's gonna be about tw- 20,000 of you who are going to be like how does this affect my subscriptions and I like I can't I can't answer that I'm not customer service <laughs> I don't have all those details yet but um s- following the uh, the drift um hackers adventure path which is uh you know coming out fairly soon we're in the the, the midst of drift uh, crashers right now and then we're going into drift hackers sort of the 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 two drift crisis adventure paths that we're doing following that we're switching uh, gears a bit and we're. Going to like a hardback format for adventures for a little bit, at least you know for 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 what we've announced so far. Um, the first of which is the Scoured Stars compilation, which was a special project that I got brought on board with and has been, up until about a month and a half, two months ago, been like my life. Um, in <laughs> that, I've been like. I put like three to four months of myself, while also doing um, organized play interactives, um, <laughs> all at the same time. Uh, it was a hazy six months of, of time. You
0: know, given what that project is, you, some might say that's been your last four years.
2: Uh, yes, absolutely, and we'll get to that because that's that's like a, like a thing that is near and dear in my heart. But that is going to be presented as a as a hardback volume. Um, mm-hmm. I can give you the exact page count in a second because I totally have all the files on my computer, all the secret files. But that's like a I wanna say off the top of my head, you can tell that like this was my life. I've completely forgotten everything about this project because
0: I'm <laughs> working on it. Yeah, um, no, that 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 tracks. Yeah,
2: yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Right. Um this uh this is a two hundred and I wanna say fifty six, am I right? Yeah, two hundred and fifty six. Um page hardback adventure. Nice. It's divisible um, by eight, like a bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's almost like we have to do our pages like that for. Some um, so, so yeah, so that's that's gonna be the the first, and then um, if for those of you who were were super intent and followed us uh, at at GenCon, uh, you may have gotten a little little teaser that you should be uh, readying your tech revolutions for some robot-y mech action. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Which I don't want to spoil. That is not my place. <clears throat> that is Jenny Jarzabski's like passion and uh, she is hard at work making that happen right now I've been in meetings with her oh gosh, for the last several weeks about this project as she's like really tearing into the development of it. Um, also other asterisks for, for people who listen to this show. Oftentimes we will be like, here is this cool thing that's happening. And then I'll get like a million people messaging me being like, I would love to freelance for this thing. That book is actually all done and we have the text in, I'm sorry. <laughs> Typically if we're talking about something that's been announced, it means the text is in because we feel comfortable actually talking about it. Um, now <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but Jenny, Jenny has been working her butt off on um, on on. I, I like. I have to struggle not to say the actual name of it because we haven't announced that yet. But the um, r- robot mech time. Um, and that that has not. We haven't talked about all of the different like permutations of that. But I like. I, I'm confident in letting everyone know that that will be another hardback adventure. <laughs> and so the the adventure path line for a bit is is going to be changing to that format. We've we've seen mm. a lot of success with it. Mm. Um, it really makes a lot of a lot more sense in some of the modern markets. I mean from a from a, bi- a cold business standpoint logic <laughs> times. Um, a lot of people will buy the first one or two volumes of an AP, right? And then they might peter off, they might not finish it. They like like, obviously, there's diminishing returns when you hit, like, four or five, six of an AP. Mm-hmm. Um, kind kind of those ones that, like, uh, are they great, are they not? Uh, I mean, they're all good, but it's, like, by that point, people have probably given up on the campaign or whatnot. So right. by releasing a hardback, we, like, give people all that content at once. It's in, like, something that looks, honestly, looks better on the shelf. We can do cool limited editions of. And realistically, it lets us do a lot of different, things um one of the things i'm most excited about with this change and again going with with some of my my likes and things i want to do and is really do some experimentation with the the brand and what we're doing i think i think starfinder sort of started a bit of a a trend of like let's do things different let's do three volume aps and let's 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 try all this other stuff out let's like maybe change up how our hardback books like present information um I'm really keen to do that with adventure paths. Um, Like I I'm really excited to break the mold of like, we get three to six people who write these whole things. Um, Maybe we could see adventure paths and have a few more authors and a few more voices and maybe section them off in ways that make more sense. Like we're really, we're really experimenting with stuff now and this lets us do things that maybe people haven't seen before. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Like, that's just that's just one change. But that that particular like change to the AP line, I think is going to be really, really big going forward.
0: I know for me, the one thing that I'm really excited is the idea of like the APs being self-contained books, because mm-hmm. it's certainly reminiscent of how a uh, a friendly competitive Dragon game does their uh, products.
2: Yeah, yeah, a- a- absolutely. And like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I friendly competitive dragon game has done pretty well with that. But also I think there are certain things that Paizo brings to the table that aren't changing. For example, Mm. um, with these adventures that we're doing, like we're not just going to give you an encounter that is like, uh, and the PCs find some bears in a wood and uh, refer to your like bestiary, I guess, maybe in a parenthetical um, and like make an encounter for that. You're still going to get the like, mapped encounters the you know like solid descriptions bespoke stat blocks all of that is still going to be in these things and in fact like one of the things that like really excites me about scoured stars is um i think that product in the end references and like has like 23 of our flip products in the book Oh so wow! Ooh, nice. So, like, as a GM, one of the things I think that Scoured Stars is going to be really nice for is if you're someone who likes our flip products and has our flip map products, like you don't have to create custom maps and do weird. Go to the print store, or like you can just lay down the maps you have purchased. Oh, are you someone who wants to run this for your your players? Well, you can like prep in advance. Oh, hey, we need like we're going to do Adventure One today. Okay, so it requires these maps. Okay, I'll go and grab those. It's not to say there's not custom maps and other things in it, but for the most part, there's an overwhelming amount of like foot products. Which I will be honest, as someone who comes from work play, um, I've always like found it a bit weird that like some of our other lines almost shy away from our flip map products because definitely mm-hmm. like we want to make sure they are. used. Um, and again, we're we're sort of we're we're experimenting with things. Um, and I think you might even start seeing in some of our adventures more of a, like, go towards, like, hey, if we are going to have some of those, like, you find six bears in a woods, we're not going to actually make, like, a cheap woods map that shows up in an encounter that looks like every other wood map you've seen from, like, Adventures 1 through oh gosh, what are we at? Like, like 300, 200 <laughs> um We're not going to, like, create just another like bespoke woods. We might just say, hey, this would be a good opportunity for you to go out and maybe pick up up, like this flip map that exists already right so.
0: definitely I'm I'm excited about that I have long thought that like the flip mats and the tiles just haven't really been properly integrated into the brand is a good way is how I will say that
2: <laughs> I think I think Org play has taken the most advantage of them and yes. I'm excited yeah. for us to like By I'm excited lot. for us to do like more things I remember
0: Correct. when I wrote uh I I wrote Mysteries on their under Moonlight part one and I messaged Linda, who was my developer at the time. I was like, "Linda, can I just like do all maps? Because I I hate mapping. It's my least favorite part of the adventure design <laughs> process. And I'm like, can I just can I just do all of them be flip maps? And she's like, Yeah, sure, that's fine. Like we encourage it. Here's the here's a list of the flip maps we've used recently, so you can have like a good spread. Try to pick at least one from this list. So like. It's it good. It's good, and it like it incentivizes people like getting the most out of their purchases. Right. You with don't this. like just
2: like making no. random. From, like, like, hey, no. Hey, hey, p- p- pick an adventure path. I probably have a map of it in here. Oh, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember ire of the Storm? Oh boy, like yeah.
0: My my that question. Was- did you did you map? There, there's Actually, I never mind mapping until my first time I GM'd Organized Play. One map I made broke me. You know what map I'm going to say, James. Yeah, the I do. Map that, the map that broke me is the Butterfly Library in Overflow Archives. Mm. <laughs> you know that one? You know that one?
2: Oh, yes. I... Oh, gosh. I... I remember when I was doing my facetious Shax's House of Pain adventure, one of the rooms in the dungeon was just like concentric circles. Oh no. It was, it was just for the GM, so the GM had to draw this room. I forget if I even drew it in here, but it was just like it was just like, yeah, this uh this 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 dungeon room is just like circles within circles, within circles. I might even Oh yeah, I do! Look at that! Look you, you can see you can see like a thirsty original here, see? Look at this, look at oh. this. Oh no! I hate <laughs> it.
1: I hate it. I can hear the players. Can I stand here? Can I stand here? Can oh. I stand
2: also, also remember that the grid size for that would be one square equals seven point three feet. You know, so oh my <laughs> god. <gotta, kinda, laughs> Oh,
0: my God. I hate it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, like, because I, I, you know, as a GM, I just, like, was like, oh, I'll just draw some stuff here. This is fine. It's not a big deal. But, like, that was my first OP scenario. And I was like, I got to do good. Like, I've been enjoying all these scenarios with my friends. And my venture captain asked me to run it. And he did it because he knew, knew I like Kitsune. And there was one in this book. And he's like, here, do this. And then I sit down. I'm prepping out my maps. I'm being a good little organized play GM and prepping in advance. Not, like, jaded Alex a few years later who just did it on the fly with everybody watching. No, no, I was like drawing all the maps out and like get to this butterfly room. And I'm like, oh no, that's wrong. Oh no, that's wrong. Oh no! Oh no! And, like literally, uh, if the you're point... wrong like
2: four times, the organized play police show up and take your stars from you. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh. But, well,
0: the the problem was is I didn't have any stars at the time, so I knew that John Compton would personally walk through oh, yeah. my door and would demand that I give back all of my boons, because that's what you know. It's, <laughs> oh it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's Boon Finder Society. You gotta you like, and that's the biggest punishment you can have. Uh, yeah. yeah, you
1: have you have you have one opportunity to draw the Taldon Senate, and if you don't get the entire building right the first time. Time, you have to do hill country uh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> well you see that would make me sad but like we have a fr- james and i have a friend named robin who i talk about all the time on the show who put the boon that let's like what have we been here before Do you remember that she put it on like <laughs> half her characters and so and she just labeled hill country so wherever <laughs> hill country got slapped down she got
2: <laughs> See, now I'm like, oh, do I have the map of the Senate in here? Because I think I did that one too. <laughs> no, no, no. I, this is like my magical moleskin that has like all of the maps I've ever had to do for adventures because these things are great. Oh, boy.
0: It's oh, so look good. at that
2: hell's vengeance. Love, like memories. Good Lord, I've written too many words.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, but that's that's how you got to be the the the, the, the man in the glass room, right? The guy behind the curtain? I don't know. I think I butchered that. I'm pretty sure I did.
1: (laughs) Do they keep their creative? The guy in the glass house. I'm like, that's
2: great. Someone's gonna throw a rock. It's gonna be like that that scene out of the bride of Chucky. That's a that's an obscure horror film reference.
0: That's great. (laughs) <laughs> so obviously like you've had your hands busy in the very short time that you've had this position uh it must be very interesting looking at like where you're gonna go from here and like all of because i mean i i don't know how much our fans know about you but i know you well enough to know that you are a schemer and a planner mm-hmm. and so uh what types of uh are there any types of juicy plans you can tell us that are rolling down the road uh, just beyond that hill
2: Wow. Spoilers. You're like, I love spoilers pumping me for spoilers. Okay. Well, I can talk to you about the outline that I'm doing right now that like, I can't actually talk about much, but I can, I can talk (laughs) a bit about, um, I'm doing an outline for a, for a future product. And, uh, one of the most exciting things about this product is it is well, okay. I should rewind. one. of the things that I think is really important that I think Starfinder could improve upon and I think is important to a brand. And we saw real good success in Pathfinder first edition with this is I think Starfinder needs more um, big darn events that when there are things that are happening, that there are actual like major ramifications to those things. Like a, a good example is like adventure paths. I think, um, I think adventure like the adventure paths we've done have been really solid and they've like really like caught a lot of like tropes. But at the end of some of those adventure paths, there's like, there's not much of a status quo change. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and they like, some people really enjoy that. And I think, I think that is good for a brand too. Sometimes you don't want the, the thing that shatters the galaxy. But I also think that sometimes we need some things that really shatter the, like the expectations of uh, like of our viewers and our readers. And also like, I want books that when people are going to purchase them again, adventure paths being an example here, I want books that when people purchase them, they might not even plan on playing that adventure path, but the GMs and the mega fans will read through it and go, Oh, Oh, they're doing this. Oh, maybe I want to run this thing now. Um, and so the project I'm working on right now is, um, Touches on some things from the opening of Starfinder that have been some of like the biggest. It touches on stuff from distant worlds that, like, from Pathfinder one. Like, Ooh. I've been talking to James Jacobs, being like, Hey, I want to do this thing that's pretty big. Is this gonna step on your turn? He's like, Oh no, that's pretty cool. Um, and like, so <laughs> that's a great
0: James Jacobs impression, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> No, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, also, I have an adventure pitch I want to give you for next time you're assigning adventures, and I might write one for you. And I'm like, ah, see. Um oh, no. But actually, it's been one of the, the fun things is getting to work a bit more closely with, with James, who I've like, you know, worked with on projects and stuff in the past. But like, as as now we're sort of both creative directors for the, these two brands, um, it's really nice that I can just reach out to him and be like, hey, this won't mess anything up, and, and vice versa. Um, but the like the project I'm working on right right now is like i wish i could actually give some like deep dive spoilers but i'll i'll just say that it's like paying off a lot of things that have been set up in the brand for a while it's um something that i think that like a a base level starfinder player will be able to get involved with specifically um something something where just like i think like someone who has this this fancy old Core Rule Book Pocket Edition because it's easy to carry. Um, <laughs> my shilling, it's there, it is. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think that like someone like that is even going to be a demographic of this. But like the people who know our setting and are super involved are going to like pick this thing up and go, oh, oh, here are, some, here are some things like pieces that have been laid on on the board that have never been moved in a while. And suddenly they're all moving at once and we're seeing a lot of resolutions to it.
0: So, so uh, what, yeah. what, what quarter of what year are we talking about? Cause I'm gonna have to make sure that I budget time for James and me to do an episode of just screaming.
2: Uh, I can't quite say yet, so let's.
0: Oh no! Oh, no. Right. I know. I know. T, T- uh, B D. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just pencil and <laughs> screaming. We'll
1: just start yeah. listing months, and if we hit one that sounds right, you win <laughs>
2: twice. <laughs> I'll, like I'll, I'll, I'll honestly say, this is at the outlining stage, so like oh. even the even the like month of when this thing would would potentially just be um. is still still out there, but like now I'm kind of at a point when, when I've come in that I've sort of got a handle on things that have been ongoing, um, and like getting a handle on certain projects. Like I've obviously had to step in and help out with like the wrapping up some of the APs we had before some of like some little drift hackers stuff. Um, some of our like free RPG days, like things like that, that have just like need some pushing across the finish line. I've been doing that, but I've also been doing, you know, new hardback stuff and, Mm. uh, Like, what what did we announce? We have Ports Call, right? We talked about Ports Call. Call. Mm -hmm. I just I just did a cool copy fit pass on Ports Call. Y'all are gonna love Ports Call. There's some (laughs) really good stuff in
0: Ports Call. Can we talk about Galarian World? Is that allowed?
2: Can you can we talk? Gosh. Okay. 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 We could talk.
0: We could talk about Galarian
2: World. Before
0: I let you, before you let yourself off your leash. Uh, (laughs) Like, I mean, one of the things that I really like is uh, I mean, like, I know things about things, obviously And then I just read uh, Jenny's Adventure Path That just showed up in my mailbox Where you have a delightful brunch with Desna And I'm like, this is the best, I love it And then Galarian World has like that hilarious art You showed us at Gen Con Where like someone is cosplaying Abigail Thrun As if she was Snow White at Disney World And I just kind of want to know more
2: uh, well, I mean, like, what if there was a world <laughs> that people were like, this is what Galarian was like, right? And like... <laughs> like I, I don't know like what like okay 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 fine I'll give, I'll give you a tidbit. i'll give you one tidbit that stood out to me as i was copy fitting this section i mean obviously there's a lot of good things but here's the thing that that's stuck it's another art spoiler but sure so each of these parts of call gets a cool map associated with it and honestly one of the coolest maps that we're going to be getting out of this is a map of the galaxy which is mm. something that i know people have been wanting for a long a while. very long time and like you know I don't want to say that this might be a poster sized map of the galaxy in this book, but it might be a poster sized map of the galaxy in this book. but you know, it's like you know, I'm I'm not saying it one way or another. Uh, but what I am saying is that the map for Galarian World is done up like the map you would see on the wall of an amusement park, where it shows all <laughs> the different rides, and it's
0: amazing. That's so good. Oh wow. Okay. I I That's need amazing. this book, and I need Galarian World. Like uh, I and you need this book for so many reasons than like what you think
2: because this book is offering because uh, it's just like.
0: You know, like, I feel like one of the sleeping secrets of Starfinder is that it's got, like basically anything that they publish for Pathfinder is soft canon for Starfinder in a certain sense, if it's accessed. And so it's like, wow, oh no. Like, isn't there isn't there a picture that Eric showed us of like the iconic witch warper with like a Konrasu in the background, but the Konrasu looks like the animal kingdom tree of life. Right, right? That was the There's- thing I remember seeing.
2: There might be there might be some, some other fun things that like could, could come out there like all i'm gonna say is like well galarian world is definitely the like eric mona is a smart publisher and was like well obviously i'm gonna show this because this is gonna get like everyone talking c reference alex um
0: <laughs> there i'm are sorry so eric many, mona i'm your mouthpiece it's true
2: there are some other really Really cool things in this book that are I think just going to get people interested like I I don't think we've really talked about some of the the, like lore implications of this book like the uh, advent of drift lanes that are going to be coming out of uh, the drift crisis which is going to like solve one of the problems many of us on the team have had which is how do pirates work with drift engine pirates (laughs) don't work Um, so so there's some like interesting stuff like that that we're, we're pretty excited about but also there's like some 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 other cool stuff like hey one of those ports of call is in the scoured stars like that's pretty neat. Oh, are you someone who likes like rules and stuff? Well, hey, there's some new species in this book too. There's some ooh, like, ooh. there's some informants. There are some smaller ports of call. Like there are a lot of things that aren't just the, hey here are like, some 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 big some big deal um like big deal ports of call. Which is to say, those big deal ports of call are going to be great and like will add a lot of depth to the setting. Which I think, um one thing we we definitely. Um, I think have fallen into a, a again another little trap on with Starfinder is I find Starfinder right now is a very broad setting we have so much but we've yet to go have have the chance really to go deep on a lot of things mm. and Ports of Call is kind of a start where we're going to start going deeper on things and that's something that I am with with my view as like creative director is I think we have a lot out there in terms of planets in terms of factions in terms of all of these things these like conflicts all these things but we've never really like deep dived some of them right mm-hmm. and so like as a player it's cool that you get something like the starfinder society where you get like your one page in the core rule book but like realistically that's like all the information that's been printed on it like we want to <laughs> make sure that we're we're hitting some of those those things and starting to deep dive, um, and really giving players more information about the setting itself than just like here is a one page article here's a one page article because what I think a lot of our audience is is players I think you know obviously the majority of people who buy books are probably players mm-hmm. um, so they're going to buy a book and I, I want those books to be useful more than just the like the one column spread in a book where they're like oh I'm going to play like galactic magic I'm going to be a guardian tree person but like that's a very small little 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 thing in that book Um, Mm -hmm. But that might spark an idea, and Mm. we're going to start deep diving more of that content. And again, we're going to start seeing that with some of the future books. Ports of Call is a great example, um, and just, like, down the line with, like, our adventure paths and other products, too.
0: Well, speaking of things that you're talking about, deep dives, I feel like one of the places where you definitely get that, like, broad but but shallow currently is definitely Species. And it seems like Interstellar Species is going to be like taking a crack at that is that going to be like part of the the team's philosophy on like depth of species going forward how is obviously we don't have this book yet but how is that going to impact your like your direction for Starfinder so to speak because definitely that's a place where it's been like let's just throw all the species at them. Hurry quick. We're we're gonna take these three legged plant people. We're gonna take these one-legged three-toed Jub <laughs> and then just keep Jub Bum- I we went J- over J- this <laughs> in the pre-show. <laughs> I, I, I think that you should know that if you if there's a way for me to mess up a pronunciation, I will do it. James will. has played enough will. games. Yeah. It's true. Okay. So <laughs>
2: interstellar spaces we can talk about this um so this was a book i wasn't super involved with because this was when i was like heads down in scoured Starsland. but like i i got involved with it from like you know team meetings and whatnot and i've actually had to had to become involved in it a fair amount um after the fact because i've been um working on like projects that maybe tie into some stuff in this book um so that being said i think it is a it is a book that is first of all going to be great for players and again something i think is very important i want books to i want books to be approachable for players and for them to pick them up one one of the the things that stand out in this book is the opening of the second chapter um has five pages of just species summaries Mm. a variety of species in our game so they're like and they, they list all of the sources for them So including like some of the ones that show up in like adventure paths and brief little summaries. So there's basically like um, three columns with like a portrait art piece and then a quick description of the species where you can find out more about them. So this gives you, again, like, we're talking five pages of that alone just to give you like an idea of how many darn species we have in the game. Right. Um, and I think that is just a great visual representation. It's something that as a GM, you're going to be able to reference. It's something as player you're going to reference. If you see that there's like flashing lights on my face, it's because I'm opening the PDF on the (laughs) monitor. Um, because, um, then we get into those, like those species overviews and like, each of them get like a good solid four pages to them, which mm-hmm. also for like the, the the kind of species we're highlighting in this book. And when we do that, we also provide like species traits as well. So... Uh, a good example, I think we've we've talked about a few of them, or at least I know I rattled them off at Gen Con, whether I was supposed to or not. Ha! I'm the <laughs> creative director now; I control the bus. Um, but like the first the first one in the list, um, like as I pull it up, is Astrozoans. and that's something people may recognize from Pact Worlds. There are shape shifting starfish like people. Um, we reprint the the playable stats in here as well. So like if you buy this book, maybe you don't have pack worlds, but now you can play an AstroZone, obviously. Like, hey, we want you to buy packworlds. But like then there's some that are a bit more specific. Like, oh, you wanna play like a Cephaloom, right? Like, hey, that's something that showed up in an alien archive. But hey, wouldn't it be cool if you just got this book and could play it? Now on top of that there are a ton of you know new abilities like every every one of these species gets you know essentially three pages of of new narrative lore background like what's what what's their naming convention tell me about their society their homeworld, that sort of stuff but then also like oh maybe some of them get spells maybe some of them have items like similar to how we've, we've done a bit of a grab bag of stuff um also like hey we we know people like kobolds some of those things <laughs> that maybe showed up in like a card deck randomly before we have actual in a book now for you to play um <laughs> hooray so interstellar species is, is a book i'm i'm certainly very excited for and i think it does uh bring out more of the the depth of the setting uh which i think is very important the other thing that i'm in, like if, if you're someone who is in the York play environment or someone who is a freelancer uh there's like a solid, like, gosh, I forget if it's, like, 20 or 30 pages, 20-something pages of NPC stats, Mm. which we have sorely been lacking in the game. Um, Things that we can pull, things that you as a GM can just, like, quickly zip into. uh, Very similar to, like, if you've seen, like, Game Mastery Guide uh, Mm. for Pathfinder 2nd Edition and just, like, you know, NPC-style codex books. Like, oh, I need a CR um, like five stewards constable okay there we go um or i need like a weird uh emt exactly um cr3 emt hooray um we do that in this book
0: so thank goodness because i've been trying to like throw npcs at my teenage wasteland home game and i have to make them all by scratch and it's just cry i cry so much like i, I mean, can do it i'm very skilled but i don't want to be skilled i just want to be lazy <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fair
2: uh so yeah like this that like that that really sums up what a lot of this book is about and i think there's like like obviously we're gonna go in more depth as it comes out but it's mm-hmm. it's a really exciting book and it starts to
0: starts to uh deep dive some of these things should i be asking uh for passini or compton for that one
2: uh ask me ask me closer to the event and i will give you a better
0: (laughs) answer um because it's that's legit
2: right i believe that i know i believe that one's more of a joke so okay, probably that's cool. is the one it's been on. a while since
0: we've had Fasini let's bring him on Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: speaking about things we haven't done in a while I forgot to mention that this is a live show and we have an audience and our audience is really excited that Thurston is hilarious, uh, we do have one question from the audience, I don't even know if you're going to be able to answer it and obviously don't answer things you can't, uh, Kishmo says please sir, can we have Stella Farah confirmed and Starfarer species reforged wow Wow,
2: Starfarer's species report. Oh my god, that's my
0: oh, book! Oh, oh, really
1: oh. oh, we I finally can't. we I finally can't made
2: like. him click kick Alex from the server, so we uh, We finally oh. made
0: him
1: shill his own product. Yes! Wow
0: Dustin oh. has been trying to get me to shill that book on No Direction for like four months now. I meant Interstellar Species, I'm sorry. It's
2: a really good book.
0: Um. Well, thank you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, I'll shill it for you because I think our third-party mark is very important, and you should use whatever you can to make your games better. Heck yeah. Um, okay, so you want the of uh, I, 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 know which ones they are. Okay. Um, the, 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 the 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 cuttlefish. Uh, my 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 lovely cuttlefish. Uh, they 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 have a mention in the book there. There. there I answered the question. You did. And (laughs)
0: honestly, uh, that is the only question we've had so far. You're just so enrapturing that everyone is hanging off your every word. Gosh. (laughs)
2: It's like it's like the benefits of not being one of like the PF two people when it can be like, Where are we gonna get the kineticist? Where's the (laughs) kineticist? Is it the kineticist yet? (laughs) Like Starfinder up in here
0: it'd be really funny if uh, I don't, I, again, this I, there's no way this would happen because Starfinder playtests their classes, but it'd be really funny if like your quarter two book next year was kinetic and you're just like, Yeah, we're just gonna seal your thunder. Here's kineticist, here's a kineticist, yeah, For- get wrecked. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: We did it first. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, really though no,
2: Interstellar Species, okay, 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 fine. I skipped over it. Like it has the evolutionist, which is a new class, right. which yeah. is not a kineticist and in fact pretty cool. Um Yeah,
0: it seems like a cool class. We liked it in the playtest.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh I I'm not sure what all the changes I don't want I, I don't wanna spread like spill all the uh, like interstellar species joy, but
0: yeah, expect evolutionists. Well, so. well uh, yes, we did okay. an episode a while ago where John Compton mm-hmm. came and, sp- and spilled everything. Because I think at that time you guys didn't have a creative director. Therefore, <laughs> <laughs> therefore, without direction, John Compton was like, I'm free, I'll tell you everything. I'll do <laughs> whatever oh. I
1: want.
0: Yeah, should <laughs> with no direction. No, no direction. Unfair. Yeah. He's like, I have no direction. So here, no direction. Here you go. Uh, you can go back a few episodes and watch that great interview with John Compton, where he goes over the evolutionist play test, but we're not here to talk about John Compton. We're here to talk about Thurston Hillman and all the great secrets that he undoubtedly has in his brain right now. So question, if you were going to look at interstellar species, what one species would you consider to be, and that's not just from that book, like all yeah. of the, all of them. What one species would you consider to be essential to a good Starfinder adventure? And which one is not essential, but really nice to have?
2: Essential species. Okay. Ah, yeah. uh, that's a, oh, you're, you're throwing me the the hardball questions here Mm -hmm. as i'm stalling for time to once again bring up the the table of contents so i can remind myself (laughs) everything in this book because there are there's like what is it 25 species that get deep dives in this book so it's like it's a good good number
0: of species (laughs) james Uh, is nodding like he's read it (laughs) no
2: yeah yeah, yeah, i I
1: read the product page he said 25 and i went, that's numbers bigger than 24 (laughs) Yeah, yeah
2: yeah um let me see here okay 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 So what you obviously need in every party is SROs because they're horribly broken.
0: You heard it here, folks. If you want to optimize, be a C-3PO. You oh, absolutely.
2: Like, 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 oh, wow, I ignore half of the rules in this game. <laughs> you can tell I'm traumatized oh. from organized play.
0: Um, I was the one who made
2: them accessible in organized play, so it's actually my fault, but I made them have to go through emotional trauma to get them, so uh-huh, jokes on me. Um, what a
1: chaos now, god way to do it. That's
2: right. Now, as far as what you like sh- would be nice to have in your party Uh astrozoans for reasons that's fair astrozoans you know
0: They're i've awesome. never been i've never been in a game with an astrozoan that wasn't entertaining uh literally james played an entire adventure path it was it was a signal of screams where i thought he was an Tikri, and he was actually an astrozoan and we never learned during the adventure
2: i ran an adventure path with Jenny Jarzabski before she worked at Paizo with me, uh, in which she played a pacifist operative um <laughs> astrazoan and my goal was by the end of the game to get her to murder someone in cold blood and i succeed
0: amazing
1: god analogy keep getting stronger what are you doing uh, so
0: uh, good um dr momo in chat asks can you tell us more about what types of changes you had to make to the scour stars story and what could be coming after it i don't know if you're gonna
2: yeah, yeah. So, so the cool thing is, is like at Gen Con, I was still in the throes of madly finishing all the last stuff on Scoured Stars. So when I was talking about it, it was like, here's all this cool stuff that I'm like, uh, uh, I hope it's gonna be in the book. Cause oh gosh, there's still a little bit here to do. Uh. Um, but, but it's actually, it's it's all done now. Um, and so, like, it's off to edit. And in fact, yesterday I answered the the batch of edit questions I had about it. So now I can like put it out of my mind until the far away from copy fit. So this is all asterisks by like, if I have to cut it and copy fit, it's, uh, it's gone. Um, All right. (laughs) So, so, uh, let's, yeah, let's talk Skyward Stars. It's it's my baby. I love it. It's my baby. Um, all right. So this book is very different from adventure paths we've done before. Um, and as far as, like, changes and stuff, let's, let you know what, we got some time. Let's, 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 let's deep dive this book. It's my baby, but I don't mind sharing it. Um, again, I, I'm in charge of the bus now. Um, <laughs> all right, so for those of you who don't know, The Skyward Stars uh, started off as the first season of Starfinder Society Organized Play. Um, it ran a whole bunch of uh, scenarios, though not all of them were like specifically tied into the meta plot just like organized play does with its scenarios it has you know some like standalone some side plots and that but this was like a roughly 30 like for roughly 40 scenario season um i think it's 41 if you count both interactives it lasted over the course of two years to give you an idea um so what we did was we took the 12 sort of quintessential adventures of this and we package them together. That includes two interactive specials. We Mm package them together and did some adjustments uh, to make them work in a standard home style game. So this includes some of those changes I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of you may cheer at this. Some of you may clutch your pearls. Uh, So get ready. We're going on an emotional roller coaster together. It's milestone levels. Um, so there's yes. no experience tracking. There's This is also going to be an adventure path that is probably going to play a lot faster than your standard adventure paths. You can assume that you will do one night of gaming because roughly that was how long these scenarios lasted. Um, and then you level up immediately. Uh there are guidelines in the book that describe like this is how you handle like treasure allocation, um, providing your GM with the sort of like permission from us, not that your GM ever needs permission from us, do what's right for your table, but permission from <laughs> us, um, to be like, Yeah, uh after every adventure, the Starfinder Society just buys you new equipment, buy get get your armor and thing for your appropriate level uh oh do you have a starship suite that's gonna like that's gonna level up at certain times um it's really meant to be sort of like a freeform thing that you have with your group and it's it's meant to be as burdensome on the players or the gm as the group wants it to be so the players can handle all their upgrades between sessions and the gm can give them guidelines um conversely the gm can just basically like allocate treasure as they see fit um and can like upgrade the starship and like just do that themselves if the players don't want to do that but there are a lot of groups out there who love that sort of like let's build a uh like brittle slow husk around one big gun. Um, oh no. oh. <laughs> so,
0: we did the opposite, I'm sorry, yeah. James.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or 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 you know, let's let's have like many small guns and or or, or one gun and never die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so so, um so, so that's like the core of this right and and of those 12 adventures two of them are former interactive specials which are essentially double length scenarios so when i say you can finish most of these in a night the interactives are probably like two or three nights of gaming but they're also like leveling you, you up halfway through. They're also mm-hmm. um, like, for those of you who've done our interactives before, generally you'll know like, oh, there's the big, big screen and all the little side missions you can do. In this one, you just do all the side missions. So for, <laughs> for all of those people who complained to me, like, ah, it's so unfair that I could never do all the side missions in these interactive specials and there's never <laughs> enough time thirsty. By the book, it's in there. Okay, I swear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't have, I like, like I was saying during the pre-show, I don't stare off into the distance and fortunate sun plays as I think about Org play. That that being said, so those are like those are like the, the that's the core of the book, I should say. Uh, this includes a bunch of changes. Um, like i can tell you there's some scenarios where we made some pretty substantive changes to like encounters or things that won't work or in some cases like hey it would probably make sense for us to add an encounter here or add a starship fight here or make the ginsuls a bit more prominent like stuff like that that sort of went in throughout um or something I like to do was go on the forums and see what people had complained about in the scenario and then not fix that and laugh at them. No thinks, <laughs> I fixed it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh. Uh, or at least I did my best. I, I did my I did my best. Now um that that is sort of the, the the core of the book and like the majority of the book. But there are some other cool little tidbits in the book. Um first of all you're gonna like get that like, you know, typical like Here's a okay. It starts off with a forward from myself because I i think that like we have to get back into personalizing some of these books a bit. For those of you who are around in like mm-hmm. old Pathfinder days, we used to have like messages from our editors and our books, and like there's kind of a, like a, a shout out to organized play and a whole bunch of stuff Aww. as a forward and introduction in this. Um, there's a campaign synopsis that kind of just summarizes all the adventures and how this campaign plays out. There's running the game that goes into all that stuff I was talking about earlier, like how milestone leveling works, how equipment works works why you probably shouldn't play an izol goon in this adventure because it's going to get real weird if you do (laughs) um (laughs) All of those sorts of things. Then it um, has a section that I've put in, which is the the Starfinder Society in 317 HE. Canonically, this adventure path, unlike our other adventure paths, doesn't take place in the year it's released. It canonically takes place at the time when Starfinder Society launched, which was the launch of Starfinder. So it breaks down a lot of um, stuff that maybe was uh, originally printed in like a guide, uh, say a guide to organized play that people would have had access to. We kind of reprint some of that and update it for this book. Uh, and then we go into the adventures and um, like, I'm getting sketches for the adventure, by the way. Oh, mwah, beautiful. Some of the art in this book too. Like I, I got to order so many pieces of new <laughs> art, which, which um here, here's another interesting little tidbit about this book. Uh, there's no iconic in this book all of the uh the half page art oh. and stuff that's going to be showing up in this book is going to be faction leaders or members of the society um so you're going to get cool. like a lot of really neat organized play art like uh there is one infamous adventure around the middle of the season that uh takes place with uh has a trash compactor trap and i got to throw a couple of our faction leaders in that <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so like there, there's just some like really cool art there's like there's a lot of gin sauce in this book. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> A lot of chinsels, like you know that meme of like the Romani like seer lady who's like I see in your future, and it's just, like wow, there's a lot of
1: chinsels.
0: Is that the one from Courage the Cowardly Dog where it's the little old lady?
2: Yes. yes yeah. Okay. Yes. Got it.
0: That's that's amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, that,
2: that was my art. That was my art ordering for this book. Um, but real quick, like after after all those adventures and like all of this cool art, there's also some back matter that goes in here. We uh have some like articles in the back that talk about the ginsels. It goes into what happens to the gincils after the scoured stars, which you know might be important and be (laughs) some of that garden stuff I was talking about earlier where I like to throw some seeds around and see what happens. Uh I saw a question in chat about the cry home freehold and what's happening with them. We actually give you some some an article that details the cryholm freehold their their history um as well as like a new playable species in the Oh, gosh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Oh, it's Cygnathrix, um, which which also get a bit of an update. Um, one of the things we realized with the Cygnathrix in the original Scoured Stars was that they were these like people who had coral-like growths, which were also oddly similar to the coral-like capaxi <laughs> that we had. Um, and so we changed them up a bit. And you'll see there, there's, there are sidebars throughout that also go into some of these details as well and talk about this um, kind of more developer behind the scenes sidebars like, hey, um there sure are hell knights in this adventure doing bad stuff that never show up again. That's because they show up here. Um and we sort of like touch on touch on a bunch of that with this. Uh there is some equipment as well. Um now, before Ooh. people are like, oh, my gosh, they're going to have to sanction this book on day one because I need whatever. There are, like, three pieces of, of new equipment in this book, but they're, they're bespoke things to the game. Uh, and also, one of the cool things about doing a Scoured Stars, um, like campaign book and not through organized play it's one of the things in the scar stars is there are these relics called tears by the way it's tear as in to cry not tears as in to rip that's something i also got to clarify in this book very (laughs) proud of myself um, that i don't have to hear that question from overseers at conventions across the world forever Uh but um there are these relics called tears that are like powerful artifacts that are essentially used throughout the AP as keys. Well, I thought it would be cool if maybe we stack those up and give them some special powers and let the PCs use them too. Ooh. So there's some like really cool, like uses of things that you can't quite get in organized plays easily that we throw in here. And there, that's that uh, there. I got it. that's 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 the Scoured stars book.
0: Wow, that's a lot. So uh, Roskman asks for you, uh, a lot of Pathfinder and Starfinder seasons have cool overarching stories. Now, I, the person asking you this question, realize that you are in charge of Starfinder, not Pathfinder, but Roskman wants to know if this book, uh, if you have other plans for making other ongoing stories into adventure paths, or is this just a test run to see if it's worth doing?
2: So, Scoured Stars was, was a unique opportunity for us because we could... Like we had the content i should say like it lasted two seasons technically yeah so it gave us a lot of content um and again this is like a 256 page book like this thing is bigger than our our hardbacks than that we released for starfinder like currently so it's, it's 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 a big chonky adventure boy um but whether or not we can do that with other stories like year of a thousand bytes or maybe some highlights from exploration's edge or like the data scourge there there's a lot of potential for that for starfinder i know i've been involved in you know we've had some talks internally about like wouldn't it be cool if we could do this kind of org play related product it's always sort of there and something we want to look at i think we just this is a test run for it so obviously like if this sells well then hooray it helps us look in focus on that a bit more um but really this was something we just it it felt right i pitched this in a meeting (laughs) i pitched this in a meeting like a year ago and it was absolutely one of those cases of like everyone looked and was like oh yeah we should absolutely do that they probably also said that because i am like the only developer who worked on this book so i like they're like thirsty's just gonna go in the corner and make this happen and there i was Um, so i started blasting uh, yeah but (gasps) <gasps> then then we got a book out of it and it's like a book that works well for us internally because obviously we weren't like having to like pay all new freelancers like we had a lot of art in there but also it's a book that we can do cool new art for we can like really bulk it out and make it something truly unique and special now so it's it is a test run but you know i'm hoping people buy it and enjoy it and again i also hope that people pick this thing up and sort of see that yeah this is this is cool like this is something that like is different than our standard APs. And maybe people like milestone leveling people, maybe people are like, no, I only want large scale epic. Like, like we we're, we're testing things out. Right. So.
0: God, I only use a uh, milestone leveling. I cannot be bothered to calculate numbers. Math is hard. I, I think it works for specific types of campaigns. And this is where we're going to be agile,
2: um, like as a team, right? Like if, if it makes sense for us to use experience, then sure, like there are cases like, like, you know, something like a dungeon crawl like abomination vaults i think like experience tracking and something like that can be fine um but like if we're doing like a high-end cinematic thing where your adventures are only four hours and like maybe you only have two or three combats well we're not quite going to be able to hit the experience threshold so milestone makes sense
0: definitely i I know for me the thing that I'm hoping for out of this, assuming this is popular, I'd love to see like an adventure that was like called, like like a very like pulpy like you know like text box like exploding out from the cover called "Tales from so- from the End," and then like it's all about like just just different random simulations you find in Salvation's End. That'd be great. I'd love it so good
2: my my other baby oh Oh, but
0: it's so good i mean i'm i mean you you know that like i wrote a big article years ago about where i thought salvation's end and everything that was in it was going to go and i was partially right in uh, a surprising number of places so like (laughs) i'm very invested in salvation's end and the data plague storyline too and i'd love to see that as like a a big event style book like The Scoured Stars. Like I don't know if there's enough scenarios for it, but it'd be great. Great. Do it. Yeah.
2: I I like and I think this is sort of the stuff I'm really excited for us to do is things that people have clumped onto and people are, are passionate about. Um I would be remiss if I said like we mentioned a mech thing. There sure is a real good probable location where mech things might happen in our setting that people are pretty excited about um i would be remiss in saying we sure have some conflicts that have been brewing up for a while and i'm getting to the point in my old curmudgeon age where i'm like let's let's light some matches and see what happens <laughs> with some of these because like we've been talking to talk on some of these for a while
0: Let's pull the trigger and get going, right? All the Chekhov's guns fired at once. Are, Every are, single one. Are you saying
1: Absolb Station's going to turn into a giant fight Octurn? Oh, absolutely. Maybe. <laughs>
2: absolutely.
0: That's so good. Reminds huh. me of...
2: huh?
0: <laughs> It really sucks if you're in the lower decks and get expelled into space, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, thinking about things that are sad, it's like 9.57 our time, which means it's about time to wrap up. So Thurston, uh, let's do a little bit of shout outs. Where can people find you if they want to know more about the life and times of of Starfinder's newest creative director? And uh, of course, long may he reign wow
2: thank you um you can find me on all the things at on call gm um you can also find me over i uh, gm for a little show called rock grind with uh, the narrative declaration network um so i gm that that's pathfinder second edition game um you can also just yeah find me on the tweeters where i sometimes tweet things and talk about game stuff and all that sort of stuff uh trying to be a bit more active on the, the Paizo boards when I can, but there's a lot of social media and a lot to do. Um, but yeah, if you ever need anything, feel free to like uh, give me a shout out or at me on the socials. And yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I do now. I, I, I direct
0: <laughs> creatively. Uh, James and Dustin, do you have anything you want to shout out to tonight? No no oh. um there's a couple
1: more starfinder infinite products that came out uh i haven't read through it yet but palib Sockhill looks really cool i skimmed through it and mm-hmm. it's a entire book of uh uh pop culture art things that can potentially kill pcs like a vid game Amazing. that if you don't complete it you die uh things like that all made by a, a sock hill, uh that's trying to you know make people afraid with all this scary pop culture uh, artwork that might be going out to kill them uh and i thought that looked pretty cool and there's God, also so cool. three starfinder books in uh this month's top performers for pathfinder and starfinder infinite which is pretty cool because i don't think we've had them on the uh top 10 list before so
0: yeah and that would exciting. be exciting yeah Yep. it's a great it's a great time to love starfinder I know for me my shout out is I want to give a shout out to no net one uh no net one did a uh big uh breakdown of the solarian class uh today I think is when it came out uh, I should know this because I sponsored it through everybody games so it's pretty cool but um he did a big breakdown of the Solarian class. It's really fun to listen to him talk about it coming from a guy who mostly knows Pathfinder second edition and kind of like comparing and contrasting like what makes the things different. Like there's this there's this great post where he's like researching the class on Twitter and he's like, wait a minute, Solarians get a plus four bonus to disarm people from 30 feet away at level six. And my fighter in Pathfinder 2E has to take a minus five penalty and only does it if they crit. What is this game? And then the answer is this game is Starfinder. Starfinder is rad. It is rad. Yeah. So uh make sure that you support Starfinder. Pick up all of the great new books that are coming out. uh Starfinder Inter-spe- Interstellar Species Reforged is the next one coming out. I believe that comes out. Interstellar what, species again.
2: Period. Did
0: I did I get it wrong?
2: Oh no, I'm sorry. There's no reforged at the end of that. Alex. Oh no. <laughs> remember, okay. Little we'll break here, Alex. Please get it out of your system. Please tell us about your
0: thoughts. <laughs> I wrote a book. It's called Starfinder Species Reforged. It has rules for taking out... Yeah, Dustin is showing a picture of it on the screen. It has rules for taking out all of the uh, kind of like the predeterministic parts of the species rules, and it lets you kind of build your own characters out of it. Uh, it, it Fans of second edition will think that it looks a lot like the Ancestry uh, rules, and it's really fun and uh, awesome. And also, uh, man, I, I don't know. I think I'm just ready for a vacation. <laughs> where
2: can they find your product to
0: get it? Oh my God. Who are you? You're the master of ceremonies of the yeah, show. now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, if you're going
2: to, if you're going to shill your product, you're going to go all the way. <laughs> Please you can get it.
0: You can get it at drivethroughrpg.com. Uh, I will probably have Ryan put a post in the actual podcast and it looks like my delightful, uh, co-hosts have already put one in the, uh, the Twitch stream. Yeah, it's Dustin. He raised his hand. It's his fault. Uh Yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> James, you, you take over this. I can't All right, be guys. Trusted. I'm uh,
2: I'm wrapping this show up. <laughs> Thanks for
0: listening.
2: Dustin oh. Hillman's No Direction.
0: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and don't forget to go beyond with No Direction. No direction. <laughs>